lovers. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, episode 158, Understanding the Law of Attraction. And I am so excited to be coming to you today about this uh, concept and also to be kicking off a Law of Attraction series that will, I haven't decided how many episodes it is actually. I'm, I'm recording it as I go because this is one of my favorite topics and um I think I say that about every topic. However, they're all my favorites <laughs> because this work is my favorite. I love teaching people to unleash their hearts and the law of attraction certainly is a factor in that process. And so um, I am going to be teaching the law of attraction and I'm going to be teaching it in my Abigail way. I'm going to be adding in information that I feel is very uh, pertinent and also helps to bridge the gap in our understanding or misunderstandings of the law of attraction. So that I'm going to be adding a few other concepts uh, to it. And I want to kind of introduce myself as someone who has a very good understanding of the law of attraction. I'm not going to sit on here and tell you I have some degree in it or that uh, anything of that nature. However, I'm currently writing a book much about it. And I'm going to actually give you today, especially give you a reading from this book that has not been published yet. So you are getting um front row seats to a new book being written, but also that it has a lot to do with uh, law of attraction and magnetism, but in the concept of alchemy. So I'm going to be introducing alchemy into this conversation as well, which I will explain more, but I want to kind of just start by talking about, oh, one other word for law of attraction that you guys might hear maybe in social media or online is manifestation. Manifestation right now is sexy. It's been sexy sexy. And I really want to have a deeper conversation than just manifestation because people think, mm, if they just think good thoughts, then I'll just get good things. And while that is actually true, if you don't know how to do it, you're likely actually going to sabotage that happening for you. And so I think it's really important to understand the mechanics of it. And that's what my goal for this series is going to be. So I'm going to tell you some of the tricks of the trade and bridge, like really give you some strategy and soul to begin to apply the law of attraction into your life. I want to give a little bit of background as I've shared, like, I'm not going to say here until you have some degree about it. I'm going to tell you that the first understanding I had of the law of attraction was in elementary school. And my dad showed me the movie, The Secret, when I was very young, Bob Proctor, like I read the book and, and how he was played a part in it. Um, Doyle, I can't think of the name right now, but they brought together a lot of people who are very, who very clear on the, the secret, which is the law of attraction and the secret that it is and the way that it's been kept, but not, uh, and the way that we actually all have this gift, but we haven't been told how to master it. Uh, you guys know me well enough. I feel like education has failed us in many ways around the areas of emotional intelligence, understanding how our hearts work, understanding how the human psyche. And this is one of those examples. We were not taught the law of attraction and it's, it should, could, would be taught in schools and our, our humanity itself would be much further along. So I want to start to teach this and break it down. And if you have questions as you're listening in, remember, I'm creating these episodes as we go along, as you listen. So any given week that you're listening it to it during its release, feel free to shoot me a message and say, I totally got that. And I totally didn't get that. Can you please explain it in the next episode? Because I'd love to hear what you guys are up against and dealing with in your inability to manifest the life that you dream of, right? 
This includes being able to declare what you want and focus on it, and then also not understand the ways that you sabotage getting what you're trying to create. So I watched The Secret uh, young, very young, so I understood that what you focus on increases, or if you believe it, you can achieve it, right? It's, it's most of the cliche sayings that you've heard throughout your life somewhere. And so I started to believe things. I started to create things. I was also very committed to excellence. That's in my default nature is to be excellent at anything I do. I take a lot of pride in that. And so I definitely would see something in my mind's eye and then just basically live into creating it. Like everything that I wanted to do was I would make sure I would choose things that were in alignment with what I knew I was wanting to create. And the best for example is becoming a teacher. I've told that story a few times, but becoming a teacher, I could tell you as a ninth grader that I wanted to be the PE and health teacher at Whiting High School. And in four, eight, 10 years time, that became exactly true, even better than I could have imagined. I thought I'd be the female of a duo and I actually was the lead PE teacher. Like I was that department and I was that department. Uh, we had a brand new turf field. Uh, when I be, got the job, I also was given a grant that allowed me to buy all new PE equipment. And I was able to teach and generate the, uh, the, sh the units that I wanted to. I didn't follow any books and in the best way that it allowed the students a whole new opportunity in gym and in health class. And so like, not only did I create that, it was better than I could have ever dreamed up at the time that I was like chasing that dream. And so I really, and I became a college athlete the way I always planned to, those sorts of things really worked out because I knew that if you focus on it, you can bring it into your physical reality. And I did that all, I even through marriage and everything and creating certain careers and money and income. And so, and just like lucky things. Like I remember one time I furnished an apartment for free <laughs> with like year old furniture because I want, I believed in it and I created it in my mind and, and it showed up for me. Like lots of things happen in that way. And so, um, and I also know that certain letdowns, uh, this is where growing gratitude comes into play. Certain letdowns in my life, uh, I knew we're for manifesting the next thing that I couldn't see. And so I've learned how to have gratitude around the things that don't work out, the unanswered prayers. And so you guys, I'm so excited to have all of these conversations with you. And so I want to kind of rattle off some of those uh, terms you probably heard, which is like, energy flows where attraction, where your attention goes. Basically the law of attraction is that you attract into your life whatever you focus on. So if you focus on worry thoughts, you're going to attract worry situations and circumstances. If And this is all ontology. This is all that study of the nature of being. Who your being creates your world and life experience. This is what I've been talking about all along. So we're focusing on who you're being and how you're feeling and the thoughts that you're thinking 
and the way that it creates the world around you, right? I like to say how two people can walk down the same street side by side and have a completely different experience of the world, right? Because what you focus on increases. If you have a shitty mindset, you're going to see shitty things. It's the shit filter, right? And then if you focus on the rose colored glasses and you have a rosy attitude and everything's pink and fun and playful, then the world's going to seem that way. And uh, some people would call that naive. And and I don't think so. It's like, how do you want to go through your life? Because the people who focus on shitty things end up having in turn like illness and problems and debt and drama. And I'm going to kind of, re- I'm going to read an excerpt from my book that um, kind of focuses on that too here in a minute. But I want you to keep in mind what you focus on increases. Your energy flows where your attention goes. And you don't even know that your energy is going that way. You will focus your attention and there's just this natural flow of energy that's always coming out and it will end up uh, manifesting in a certain way. And so I want you to remember that your thoughts turn into things. And if you are sloppy, with your thoughts, or you are irresponsible about this fact, you will manifest undesirable things in your life. And if you do decide to take responsibility for your thoughts and your life, then you will begin to shift that and your language will change, your thoughts will change, your actions will change, therefore your life will change, right? and to maintain that, right? So whenever I have an undesirable thing going on in my life, I look for the ways that I caused it, not, oh, life happens to me or how could God do this? Like I played a role in this and this is important in my evolution. So I start to look at even negative things very differently than most because I understand that it is a guide in a direction that I cannot yet understand or see, but I will follow the guidance. And so I'm going to take a dive into, I may take you a bit over 15 minutes, but I want to read a couple paragraphs out of my book, Alchemizing Judgment, because the the book Alchemizing Judgment is about being able to transmute or alchemize, which means to uh, shift something from turn one thing into another, right? So if we're alchemizing judgment, we are taking something that's of a negative or low frequency. And if it's coming at us, so let's say something bad happens in life, or bad people say something bad or do something bad to us, right? In the world of the law of attraction, we're seeing that our negative thoughts have caused a negative experience right in front of us. Now, this can add steam to the negative locomotive. If a bad thing happens and you put bad gas in the tank, then it fuels you 100 miles in a bad direction. But if you can start to shift this and receive something bad and find the good in it and continuously take responsibility for the shift of those thoughts and that process and your reaction, well, then you can start to actually transmute your life experience. can alchemize the experience to only put gold back out into the world. And in the, in the book of alchemizing judgment, a guide back to love, I'm talking about how to put love back in the world, how to turn anything that happens back into a loving thought. And so I'm going to read to you a little bit about this, but it's really centered around alchemy, but I want you to be able to transition that thought into manifestation and the law of attraction. So I like to imagine the universe as a giant mirrored room. Now combine that concept with the thought that what you put out is reflected back to you. 
I invite you to experience your whole world as a giant mirrored room reflecting your energy. And if you pay closer attention, you will be able to see yourself in the things that are coming at you in life. You will be able to identify how you source your life experience and how you can become a deliberate creator of this experience. This entire book will be about you, your energy, your actions, reactions, and responsibility to put more love in the world. It will be about the work that there is for you to do in order to put more love in the world. As a result, you will find yourself effortlessly receiving it back. If you take this guide seriously, you will be surrounded by love in any and every circumstance. You will find love in any and every one. I will teach you how to receive anything and transmute it into love and in turn abundance. And so that's a little bit from the intro. And I'm going to read you chapter one as well, because I want to explain how, like I was kind of talking about that and then I, I read it in the written form, right? But you are the one who's going to be responsible for your life experience. And so stop treating anything outside of you as if it's not you. Stop acting like the things that happen to you in life are not part of your karmic experience, right? If you can take responsibility for this and you keep putting love into the world, you're going to keep getting love back. But if you keep putting automatic, impulsive reactions out into the world, you're going to get impulsive things happening back at you. So from chapter one, understanding alchemy, um, which this is understanding the law of attraction. I'm, I love where we're at. So welcome to my show. <laughs> So before diving face first into a concept that may be a bit unclear, I'd like to set the stage for the conversation this book will cause. We weren't actually taught alchemy in school. So unless you had a special focus on science or philosophy, the concept of alchemy may be somewhat foreign to you. I'd like to take a moment to build a context for this transformation that we are looking to create. As explained briefly in the preface, well, you'll, you'll read it, get this book. As explained briefly in the preface, uh, alchemy is changing one thing into another. From a scientific standpoint, that often looks like changing metals into other metals. This is the process often used to turn base metals into precious metals. This can be exciting with the prospect of turning anything, any less sought after metals into gold. It is also constructive use of resources to create a desired outcome. I like the idea of sharing the scientific perspective because the, from the philosophical standpoint, we are turning less desirable thoughts, feelings, and, and emotions into gold as well. The high frequency and ever valuable material of love. Although we are experiencing philosophical, we're discussing the philosophical and existential alchemy. So we're really talking about the intangible of it, right guys? We're talking about something that's a concept, not turning a metal into another metal. We're talking about taking a feeling and turning it into another feeling, right? So this isn't meant to remain some intangible concept, especially for the purposes of this book. In order to truly experience the magic and mysticism of this concept, you actually have to take the magic and mysticism out of it first in order for it to manifest itself. When we leave something in a mystical mystery, we have no sustainable way for accessing or utilizing it with intention. Rather, we just hold our breath, click our heels, and hope by chance that we can replicate this experience or results. This won't get us where we are going. 
Breaking down a process to fully understand it empowers you to apply it on purpose and experience the flow of being in that process. According to the Greek etymology of the word alchemy, it means the process of transmutation by which to fuse or reunite the divine or original form. In this book, I will spend many of these pages explaining how the original form of everything is love. Everything comes from one collective consciousness, one nucleus of energy. Anything that has manifested in this world is an extension an authentic expression of that energy. Everything that has come into form is the expression of someone's unique perspective manifested through the process of creation. Even in nature, the way a tree grows or a canyon forms is an exclusive expression of the intricacies of its divine location, weather, and timing. Not all one alike, and yet all transmuting energy into matter. Another word and concept that will arise often in this book is transmutation, which means to change or alter in form, appearance, or nature, especially to a higher form. My favorite example of this is sexual transmutation. Sexual energy is a lower order expression of its original order of creative energy. Our creative energy is the vehicle that the love frequency uses to take form in our physical world. I hope you guys are taking notes, man. <laughs> okay, so children are the form that sexual energy takes shape in our physical world. So by way of having sex, love is transmuted. It takes, it manifests. So love manifests through sex into children, right? Now, we don't always have, I'm breaking from reading here, but like we don't always have sex out of love, but love is, is, is everything energy. And sometimes we do irresponsible acts seeking love or to feel love. And then we create these results because we're acting out in a lower order right? So emotional intelligence is so important. And that's why I want to teach you about the law of attraction. I want to teach you about alchemy. I know I'm not reading right here, but it's about to get good. I, I, these are a few of my favorite examples coming up. So children are the form that sexual energy takes shape in our physical world. It is one means of creation to intentionally harness our creative energy without expending it on sex can fuel us to produce other results that we may have been struggling to previously manifest. This is of course one example. And with that one laid out, I invite you to take inventory on how and where you are spending all of your creative energy because energy spent on gossip creates drama. Energy spent drinking creates health, financial, career, or relationship issues. Energy spent worrying creates physical and mental illness. Energy spent learning creates growth and opportunities. Energy spent mastering a craft creates a master. Energy spent expressing inspiration creates books, movies, music, art, and more. And the list goes on. Energy is everything. Everything you are doing is a vehicle for your energy to manifest into form. You don't even realize how powerful your every action is because it's not a question of if you are a creator, it is a matter of how you are a creator. So when you become more serious about how and where you spend your energy, you will experience yourself as the creator of your life. 
one more example of how much of a creator you are. This is a fun one. Imagine your hands as garden hoses with no off valve, always on, pouring water everywhere. If this were the case, sleeping in bed at night, being inside at all, or in your car would be a mess. You would want to stay outside at all times, and while you're out there, you might as well water the grass and the plants. You can rinse the car and the patio off. You can even fill jugs and reservoirs. Once you get over any frustration of garden hoses for hands, you will find new ways to give them purpose. Okay. (laughs) I got a break from here. Can you imagine your hands as water hoses? (laughs) Well, I want you to imagine that you have energy pouring out of your hands at all times. You could spill it all over the house. You could spill them out at the bar, at the movies and at your friend's house. You could smear your energy on people, places, and things, or you could pour that energy into your keyboard. You could put it into pots and pans and make a delicious meal. You could attach a pen to that hand and harness and direct that energy through the pen to write your next business plan or your next floor plan. Once you get over any frustration of what is manifesting in your life, you can find ways to use that ever-flowing energy on purpose and with purpose. You are an alchemist. You are a manifester. You have been all along. It's time to step fully into your role. It's time to become the deliberate creator of your life. And here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, I am committed to you being the deliberate creator of your life. I'm so excited to keep sharing this information with you. I know I took you over a little bit today. I hope you don't mind, but I had a lot of fun sharing a little bit of the book and a little bit more about understanding the law of attraction, understanding alchemy and transmutation. And so as we continue to go through the, these, the series and these episodes, I'm really excited to um, share the knowledge that I've gleaned over the years, what to do, what not to do, what best to do, what's going to serve you, how to look into your own own life and find out what works for you. And so be sure to return next week for uh, next Monday's 15 minute fill up. I am actually going to really break down the steps of the law of attraction so that you can understand how to start applying this. I wanted to give you a lot more about the concept of it today. And so I hope that you understood the concept. We are going to dive into some strategy next week. So I will see you next week on the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.